The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Gang back in the house. Yay. So it's decision. Yeah. Red Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Cam Stowe. What's up, Cam? I'm doing okay, Morenci. A lot of good news uh, the last 24 hours, and I survived. My buddy, even with the McCaffrey touchdown pass, I'm going to the fantasy finals. Made it versus my buddy Slim. Not his brother Tubby. Slim. Good He's for a ba- you. He's a baker. His team freshly baked. Going up so against Ginger Bear. You've guaranteed yourself some uh, some money at least out of this. Yeah, then. Yeah, You're making yeah. it to the finals. Good job. I think I think it's a nickel. Uh, if you come second, it's a nickel. If you win, I think it's a dime or twelve fifty. I got to call Commissioner Visine Vince to tell, but he gave me the celebratory email this morning with congratulations, and I'm happy my buddy Slim uh, made it to the finals. He was actually going to leave the pool due to poor performances over the last decade, but he had a real good team this year and. Uh, Nice to meet him. We'll see what happens, buddy. I really use that dough. Why is it that everyone you know just can't have a simple name? Vizy yeah, Vince, got to be Slim. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah, his is, brother is Does yeah. anybody just stand? Hey, what's yeah. up, Stan? <laughs> I don't know when he stands. Well, his brother, Craig, Slim's name's actually Craig, and his brother's name's Ryan. His brother's huge, and he's got a huge boiler, so we call him Tubby and Slim Skinny. <laughs> so we call him Slim. You know, it's pretty simple. It writes itself, Gabe. Bizee call Vince someone the rest Slim's of the not that bad. I don't know if uh, uh, you know, he no, appreciates to be called Tubby. No, they call me lots of stuff, too. Yeah, we're, we're, we, we take it in stride, man. You know, yeah, he, he admits he's, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. So, I yeah. I know that. somebody named Tubby as well. And the ironic thing is he's not that big, really. I guess he's a little, little portly. Yeah, but he's yeah, not he's not really like this, this guy's not like bedridden, like big, but he's just got he's one of those older, older guys with like you know the real skinny legs and and running shoes, but the big <laughs> boiler, like just a huge like round boiler, kind of like me, but like even bigger. So yeah, Tubby, he likes he 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 likes drinks he likes and he drink likes beer. His, and he likes his sweets. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's not a pillar of health. Nor am I. Beer, beer and sweets. Beer and well, sweets. Beer and sweets. Nor am I. <laughs> Got to tell the truth, Moretzi. Yeah, nor am I. Was, uh, we we I discuss. Uh, I was scared with McCaffrey. My... I was scared with McCaffrey, but Newton. Uh, that guy's just obviously. There's a bigger problem there. You 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 know. You talked about it too. There. This guy is something. That, this whole shoulder area. Like he can't throw the ball properly anymore. It's a concern moving forward. Like no, his career. no. He tried to. Uh, he tried to grind through uh, this year. And um, 
you know, they're too dependent on him. That's the problem. Like yep. I said, if they would have had a quality backup quarterback, they could say, all right, listen, our QB's not well. You know, we've got to sit this guy for a week or two. Like, I just imagine a difference, like, having two weeks off would have made for Cam Newton at this point in time. I mean, you lost six games in a row anyways. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have a quarterback that you could have went, you know, one and one with for two weeks. Um, you know, that you have to have depth for a reason. And honestly, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they lose Kareem Hunt, and they don't really miss a beat, do they? You know, Damian Williams goes, uh, you know, steps in. Well, Spencer Ware briefly did, but then Damian Williams steps in. They're down to their third string. The Chargers have been without guys all year, man. They've, they've found a way because they have depth. Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, their running back situation. They don't have Le'Veon Bell. It's all right. We'll, we'll start James Conner. Conner played well. Conner goes down. Jalen Samuel steps in. Hasn't missed a beat. You know, like, um, you can't just have starters in the NFL. You just have starters. We talked about it. That's what the Rams' problem is now. It's not like the Rams suddenly suck, but they have injuries. And they're not the same when they have injuries. They're just not a deep football team. No, they're not deep at all. And you saw, like, we don't even know who the running back situation. Like, if Gurley's hurt, these guys are absolutely toast. They're just going to bring guys up in the box. And then with Goff, the way he's playing recently, Morency with his uh, no confidence level, uh, I think they could be in a lot of trouble there. But uh, you brought up the greatest point when we talked about it yesterday with McVay. You're the so-called genius. Well, now you come up with plays. you got to come up with plays. People know what you're doing. They know their tendencies. They make you drive uh, 16 play drives. Uh, that's the thing. You used to do it in three or four. Big play attack. You know, it's not happening anymore. Got to change. And Carolina. Kansas, City find, Kansas City finds ways. You said it. The Chargers find ways. Look at the way the Chargers have grinded out wins this year. We have to give Phillip Rivers and the Chargers a lot of credit, man. They never quit. And, and you look at um, you look at the, the Panthers, you mentioned it. Cam Newton just can't throw the ball down the field now. But also, they're a strangely constructed team, the Carolina Panthers, in which if you look at, like, their offense, with Greg Olson being out, it really changes everything. Like, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, he's, his loss was underestimated by myself as well. I thought they could deal with it, but all their guys are young. You know, McCaffrey's good, so McCaffrey's not the issue, obviously, but they're wide receivers. Like, D.J. Moore makes plays. He also fumbles the ball every second time he touches it, right? True. The kid made a big play. He runs with the ball. He fumbles it. You know, he dropped a pass in the end zone against Atlanta. Um, like, we go down the list. He's fumbled four times this year, and all of them in critical times. Their defense you know, is old, too. Very old. games. Uh, Samuel's good, but Samuel's like 21 years old. When they drafted him, he was like the youngest kid drafted ever, basically. I mean, if you remember, his mother came with him to the first day at camp as a joke, sort of. But it really wasn't a joke. Like, she showed up and was like, hey, don't turn my kid into a monster in the NFL here. Like, he's literally, I think he might be 21 now. Like, literally. Like, I'll look up exactly how old Samuel is. He's a young kid, man. All right? And, you know, they have young dudes. Their defense, they've got older guys. They don't, you know, they've got patch, they got a patchwork secondary. Everything falls on Cam Newton, yet the Carolina Panthers just have holes that were exposed as the season went on. And quite truthfully, Rivera and Norm Turner really didn't do a very good job. No, they you know, didn't. They, the, they, the play calling was bad. They, they just, the, the, the rhythm of the team is bad. The discipline's bad. I mean, a lot of this has to fall on the coaches as well. I don't understand. I'm just watching uh, NFL Network, and they're playing the game again here, and they're saying they're not shutting down Cam Newton for the final two games. Are you insane? Like, what are you, what are you, you going to do? Like, you're, if you're not going to make the playoffs, like, you have to you, – you can't risk this guy getting hurt. He's obviously has very close to – I'm not going to say career-ending, but it is a serious injury. 
So you're going to put this guy out there, say say he gets popped again. Well, that's Rivera trying, Riverboat Ron trying to save his job. That's just, come on, Marancy, you know that. That's nuts. If me and you were on that coaching staff, this guy doesn't hit the field again. It's uh, Heineke muffler timer, Heineken beers. Uh, Kid from Old Dominion, go out there. Let's see what you got. Crazy. I think think this will change uh, by the time Sunday comes around. I think I think it'll change by the time Sunday comes around. Like if um, you know Cam Newton, Cam Newton has to say something. His agent's going to have to say something. He's they're going to have to intervene. It's not up to Cam Newton to try to save Ron Rivera's job right now to try to beat the Atlanta Falcons. It's ridiculous. And what's the point of even having his Heineke kid on the team? Like, are they intent on killing Cam Newton? Is is that their plan? You know, if it is, you know, I guess you want you want to roll this guy out there right now, but. Yeah, I, you know, it's time for a change. You know, Rivera, I mean, you go from 6-2 and two to 6-8, and eight, you got a problem. <laughs> like, there's, you know, you, you've got a problem. And, you know, it's on the general manager as well. It's just one of these franchises. They had a nice little run, Cam, but, you know, they're, they're a middle-of-the-road franchise right now. And I'm done. I lost the bet. I went from 6-2 and two to 6-8. and eight. Who would, you know, it's amazing. The team that I, I, I place a bet on. It's the second biggest collapse. There's only one team in NFL history has ever done this before. It's like the Raiders did this in like the mid '90s. They were six and two, and they went to six and eight. I guess the um, I guess the Jets were ten and one in 1986, and they ended up ten and six. But this is this is right up there with the all-time epic collapses of uh, in NFL history. It is. And, you know, we talked about it, too. The key guys on their team, Graham Gano was a horrible kicker. They got rid of him. They couldn't win at the end of games. No, it's it's awful. And they, they, you said it. There's going to have to be major change in this team. This defense, like, they got guys on the team 39 years old. Like, are you, are, are you kidding me? Playing the National Football League. Like, Keekley's good, but he's not going to see success because they have too, too much retooling. McCaffrey's an absolute stud. Hell, you should uh, have more plays with him, even though he runs most of the offense. The guy, every time he touches the ball, he's electrifying. Other than that, you know, I look at this team and that division. The Saints still got great young players. Atlanta had some bad luck this year. We'll see, man. Like, I, I, I'm with you. I think the Carolina Panthers, uh, they need some serious, serious retooling. I thought they'd be better than uh, this. And it's, it's actually shocking, this collapse, too. They, these are, and they were winnable games, a lot of these games that, that they pissed away. You know, they were just fourth quarter collapses and bad, bad everything. I didn't even know what to say, man. I, I feel bad for you, actually. I, things were going good, but. This is, a, this is a world we live in. You know, it's uh, who said it was there? As, as, as you say, as you say, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, what are we going to do? Like, uh, yeah, you know, you can't, we watch the games. We see what happens. We can't control this shit. It just, it is what it is, as you say. Another another one of your lines. But uh, they need yeah. help. Yeah. It's, it's Ever since Richard said, their owner, too, their owner. Like, a lot, of, a lot of shit was happening with this organization, too. They're kind of in flux, and. They just need they need some new blood in there too. It'd be, it'd be a great great football market too. Good franchise, like you know what I mean. It's just one of those things. It's just Carolina. They're one of those teams that uh, they just never seem to get over the hump. You know, they're good, but they're never. You know, like the Jake Delhomme team. Yeah, you go to the Super Bowl, but it's just they're close. Cam Newton losing in the Super Bowl to the Broncos. It's just they can't seem to just no. get past that last little thing that they need to be great. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they, and you know it's like a lot of teams too in the NFL. If you notice, the Panthers, the Panthers will drive down the field, but they don't punch it in. And yeah, true. You know, it's that lack of a big playability. It's those teams that figure, all right, we'll just make you make you complete a million plays. Like it's hard for teams to successfully have a drive like with thirteen to fifteen plays without making mistakes along the way. You know, they just it's it's hard to do. I mean, you know, the teams, you like you look at Seattle, like the Seattle Seahawks. 
They don't really sustain drives. They sort of have big plays. They'll run the ball, run the ball, and then boom, big play, touchdown. And then they don't really do much again. And it's like, oh, man, somehow they just they manufacture three touchdowns. The Panthers are like the opposite. The Panthers rack up like 450 yards a game, Cam. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah, Panthers they just go up and down the field every – yeah, and they just they screw it up. It's like, oh, Cam Newton throws an interception in the end zone. You know, like that, you know, it's ridiculously stupid. Those three points they, would have been massive. No one? Yeah, you know, they, they just would have gotten a field goal out of that. Yeah, they did they cover somehow. You know what's, yep. so let's, you know what's let's insane, keep the positives. <laughs> That, that two-point conversion uh, swing play was pretty cool. Like, if you had the Panthers, yeah, you're happy your about ass. that. Um, you know what's insane is the final score is 12-9. Yet, it wasn't just all field goals. It was like the strangest 12-9 in the history of football. <laughs> you had a two-point conversion. You had a running back throw a touchdown. Touchdown. You had a missed two-point conversion. You had, the, conversion. like, the pick two. Um, it was it was a bizarre Pick way two. to end up uh, to get uh, to twelve nine. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't watch, yeah, if you didn't watch the game, you're thinking, "Wow, what a great game for the kickers!" I won my DraftKings showdown with uh, you know with, with, with your boy Lutz, and who's the other guy? Canizero, because they cut Gano, right? So uh, yeah, but it wasn't like that at all. You said it. Lutz was a good play by you, though. Lutz, Lutz does his thing. That guy's very reliable. Uh, he's one kicker in this league that if there's like a big kick at the end of the game, I'm betting on him making it rather than missing it. Lutz is good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably – I don't want to displace Justin Tucker as the best kicker in the league. No, he, but, yeah, he missed one extra point, but I'd say Lutz is top three. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird, though. Like, they don't – Tucker, he doesn't hit as many long field goals. Like, Harbaugh doesn't go for it as much anymore for one reason or another. But there, there's been a little signs of slippage with Tucker. Little, little signs. Still good kicker, still better than most. But better the most. I think, I think even last year, you could argue, I think if we looked at power rankings or, you know, the football outsiders rankings, we should, I'll take a look later. You know, I think Will Lutz might be sort of the consensus number one kicker in the league now. Like in fantasy, I was always like over the years, it helped me too. I used to like, no one ever really thinks about kickers. Yeah, but I, I used to always like pounce on Tucker all the time. And it really made a difference. You know, it's those extra field goals add up over the season. And, um, you know, over the like last year and then this year, I sort of caught on that, you know what, Will Lutz is every bit as good. And Sean Payton, it's not just a kicker, but it's like Sean Payton's pretty crazy. So he'll try long field goals, especially in a Superdome, right? Lutz is indoors. That's another thing, too. You know, it's like the dude Bryant on the Falcons. He um, He's old, but he, he seems to do well in that Georgia Dome or whatever the hell it's called now. Mercedes-Benz? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, speaking of stadiums, I see a story here. It's unbelievable. It's, it's believable. But remember yesterday I was talking about Woody Allen, and I said, how does, like, the like the the media and Hollywood as as a whole, they still embrace him? I feel the same way about, uh, about David Sampson. Like, Jeffrey Loria at least, like, just disappeared with the money. I don't even know what Loria's doing now. Like, Loria just, you know... Went away. He's got all that money. He fleeced everybody in multiple cities. It's like he's a he's a financial genius. He's like the biggest huckster in the world. Well, at least he's right up there. And um, but David Sampson's like a, an analyst on CBS Sports dot uh, com, not on CBS Sports TV, but on like dot com. And Dan Labatard, who supposedly is Mister Miami, who loves Miami so much, is like buddies, like hangs around with him and stuff. It's like why. Like, you know what I mean? The guy screwed over Miami. He screwed over Florida. So David Sampson went to uh, Dan Lebitard's birthday party. 
which was like, uh, you know, I was at some place. There's a bunch of people there, et cetera. And um, Samson shows up and uh, mercifully gets booed. All right, by everybody. And don't forget, like, uh, Florida State uh, Assembly once called David Sampson a terrorist. Um, so he got booed. And this is what he goes. He goes, here's why I love when you guys boo me, he says to the crowd. Uh, I want you to keep booing me because guess what? $1.2 billion. F you. And then he said that to everyone. F you. Like, they got $1.2 billion from the taxpayers to build a stadium camp. And within six months of the stadium being built, they sold the team. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They profited, it, they profited it off of it all. But get this. They were supposed to share and pay, like, uh, some of the, the profit from the sale back and the revenue back to the city of Miami for building the stadium for them. Yet this is what happened with Jeter. Loria basically is a genius, and he really is, Cam. Like, this guy is, like, top of the top of the top when it comes to screwing people over. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's, you know, like, every loophole, every, like, you know, little creative. I mean, the guy's got great attorneys, man. There's no doubt about it. So he basically sort of pawned off the – he said, listen, I don't own the team anymore, so I don't owe you any money anymore. The deal was the owners of the Marlins share the revenue with you. I'm not the owner of the Marlins. Derek Jeter is. And he basically dumped it on Jeter. All right? Like, and he legally got away with it. <laughs> like he, no, you're he right. Basically, no. he, he put it in writing basically in a way that they were stupid. And he basically, I'm not the owner of the team anymore. It's sort of like when a company's like, he assumes all debt of the team. He assumes everything. So this is where Derek Jeter got shady, and Marlins man had to track Jeter down because Jeter started saying, you know what, I would pay you, but by law, since I'm not an American company, I don't have to. So, And he's got his little the headquarters of the Marlins or like a P.O. box somewhere. Yeah. That's the best. He brags about ripping people off, then flips them the bird too. This guy's got, he, yeah. he doesn't give a shit about anybody. What a dick. You're right. Oh, no, the, FBI I can, should be I inve- the FBI should be investigating these guys, man. This is nuts. No, it's all, it's all legal. It's crazy. It's all legal. Listen, if they're smart enough to flee state assembly makers, hey, God bless them. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back in his own. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. <laughs> He's got a bounce in his step. I love this article too, Listen, Marazzi, on the... Yang. Do we have do we have George Kurtz? <laughs> He's calling in now, buddy. He had some uh yeah, okay, good, good. Had, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people coming in, so he told me he was gonna call in. So he's calling Okay, in no now. problem, no problem. I was just gonna state but, remember last week when we were calling out and uh, we had problems with Oh, we're able to, we're able to no, call out now. That. We can call out now. Everything is all set. We had that okay. problem this morning, Cam. Yeah. 
Oh, you, you did. Uh, brutal. I forgot, I, forgot, uh, I forgot to relay that. To so frustrating. But let me get yeah, to this oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the story game. That, 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 this is the best part of that article. It's like, Lepetard wore a flat-brim cap and oversized T-shirt to his own party. Samson showed up in a shiny rich guy sports coat and dress shirt. <laughs> Thanks. It's just like, this guy great is just report. unbelievable. Uh, yeah, great, great, great story. So listen, you want to know more. Here, here's, this is more here. So uh, I could go on and on. I could, we could really spend three hours. Cardano, Cardano wants us to turn. Uh, he was looking forward to a three-hour NHL show today. Oh, really? Just like Chasky. Yeah, we're talking NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into it with Islanders. Corey today. I, when you join us on Thursday, you'll have to uh, set Corey straight. Well, what was his, uh, what, was, what was it today? Oh, that uh, no one watches hockey. Nobody cares about hockey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the numbers in hockey are doing uh, going up all the time. You'd be surprised. It's actually doing a lot better than people think it's doing. People watch it. Co- Corey thinks the weather in Vancouver is like minus like 38. <laughs> Like, uh, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually gorgeous. I bet it's like, yeah, I know, I know. What, what, what do you think it is today? Like 60, 60, I got to go to Vancouver. I'm yeah. going to say 65, maybe like, let's take a look at Vancouver weather. Week, actually, so yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Curious. Yeah. Vancouver weather. Beautiful, but. Well, so high today, high of, yeah, high of 11. So 11, yeah, that's, that's fine. 49 degrees. Nothing, 11, 49. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's cool. Are we really and down to talking about the weather? Is that where we've come from now? <laughs> hey, Kurt! Hey, George. What's no, happening, listen, buddy? George, it's, you're going to like it. It's related to us ripping Corey Parson, though. I can't listen. Corey, he's, he's a Cowboy fan. He's an Island, a Yankee fan. I can't. I almost said an uh, Islander fan. I know he's not an Islander fan. I don't even think he knows an Islander fan. No, no, no. He's not an Islander <laughs> fan. From a Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, that's how it started. Uh, Corey, Corey was ripping and hating on hockey today. Um, he was just sprouting his ignorance about hockey. I basically told him that NHL hockey, that hockey is the best sport to see live. Like, I was talking about each sport live, and he was saying he likes, like, a football game live, and I was saying I think football is the worst live. I like going to football games, but to me, hockey is the best sport. Like, it's way better live than it is on TV. I think people that aren't really hockey fans, if they went to a couple of hockey games, they'd be like, holy crap, like, it's really entertaining when you go to the game compared to What about sports. basketball? Basketball, too, if you got good seats. Basketball is great live. Basketball yes. really is very good Correct. live, too. Uh, baseball and football, I would say, lag uh, behind any experiences. I would say because hockey and basketball are, are pretty quick. But uh, what, what would you say, George, as far as the, the live experience is concerned for the Fed? Wouldn't you say hockey's the best? I think it's the best. I know this sounds bad because I'm a hockey guy, but I think it's the best by far. You go to a football game, it's, you don't, you're not going to have a very good view. Plus, you can't see the other ten games that are going on, which always drives me insane. And you're going to freeze your ass off. You know, you're going in November or later. Forget it. You're, you're done. It's cold. I don't drink. It's going to take so forever to go to an I NFL go game. Myself. Right, that too. You go to a baseball game, it's sort of the opposite. You, know, you get a nice view, but if you're going in the summer – you're there with 40,000 other people, and you're going to die of heat exhaustion. Die of heat exhaustion. Hockey is generally <laughs> comfortable. Yes, maybe you got to wear a jacket, but it's comfortable. I don't, you know, I don't understand why God, people don't like hockey. It's something in this country, you know. We like action. You got that in hockey. You like fighting? All right, like we don't violence. have it. Yeah, hockey. yeah. It's right? the like, American like sport. Violence. It is. It, <laughs> Come it on. Has everything. Yeah, people. <laughs> Boom. I think what? They, they, it's they like the opposite. It's good point, problem. George. The puck's not big enough. 
Yeah, that, but yeah, I don't that's get the it. Thing. I think it's a, a black sport. puck. It's a black puck on white ice. Like, what the hell you think? Come on, man. Yeah, well, that, that was a problem. Corey talked about that. People <laughs> what, do what, have the, a hard time following the puck, the puck but uh, it's funny, though, that people think, like, you know, Canada is the polite country. And, oh, Canada is so nice. The Canadians are the ones that play a sport and basically created a sport where you're allowed to punch people in the face and you don't even get kicked out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you get a five-minute penalty. Go to the box. Yeah, you get, sent, you get sent to your room without dessert for five minutes and then you're allowed back <laughs> on the ice. You know? yeah, okay, you're right. It's I think amazing. They, I like, think they should bring ho- fighting back in hockey, by the way, because I think that's part of the problem with the game. Part of the problem right. when you see these Brad Marchand guys doing what they do because they're not worried about getting the crap beat out of them. I think they need Great to bring point. back. I mean, Great point. You saw what happened to McDavid the other night. Like the McDavid, Vancouver Canucks yeah, were bas- basically ra- they were raping him without like it, it. Like there could have been charges filed in that game. The things they did to McDavid and Paul Bear or Ken Hitchcock Probably gave one nuts. No, but I'm just, sorry, the best, sir. Uh, the better. Yes. Sorry, he was. Mo- can I say mo- assaulted can I- him? Can I say molested? That's even bad, too. Well, but anyway, I'm yeah. uncomfortable as well. Yeah, and, yeah. he was virtually, like uh, George will tell you, con- consistently assaulted Morency, and it wasn't cool. So uh, I like the Oilers tonight. But you're right. Like, him, mauled him. Yeah, mauled him, draped. Yeah, they were draped all over him, impeded him. Whatever it was, George, yeah. it wasn't right. Uh, and uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's in the old days, you get a fist in the face for doing that to your star player. Anyway, I, I I'm not so sure you, you want to go back to having goons, guys who can't do anything else. But not, you know, we have guys who could do both, you know, the Cam Neely types. Maybe not to that degree, but guys who could fight and play. But we've gotten away from that. And once again, if you want ratings, I don't know about you. I watch all the games anyway. But when there's a fight going on in another game, I'm paying a lot more attention to that fight because I want to see if someone's going to get knocked out or someone's going to get their teeth spilled onto the ice. That's what I'm looking forward to. Everybody <laughs> stands up when there's a fight. Like, people love it. Yeah. Like it just, it's, yeah let's get fighting out of the game. Know, they love it. They love it, Moran. We could talk. You know, we, willing we could combatant. talk about that. But on the other end, you are right. And it goes back. I mean, we've, this is a topic that's been discussed for years about the instigator and and about there's no accountability, as you stated. You know, but look at, like, a guy like Sidney Crosby now. Sidney Crosby gets hacked, man. Like, he's a great player. He goes through a hell of a lot more, man, than Wayne Gretzky ever did. You know what I mean? He goes through, like, today's players, like, Ovechkin's a great player, but he still, like, gets killed. And he's a big dude, and he's very physical, and he kills people back. But you can do it. Like, even like if I was in the NHL, whatever, man, I could just sort of go in the corner, spear somebody, slash the hell out of them, and just sort of snake away after, like you said, George, right? What are you going to do? Like, what, what are any of you guys going to do? No one's like, you don't have a goon. They, everyone's scared of getting suspended. And, you know, remember in the old days, we can talk about it. Remember uh, with, um, you know, the Canadians and, and the Flyers, and, you know, the Canadians and the Nordiques, et cetera, the Bruins and the Canadians. You know, like, they didn't really care. It was like, yeah, I'm going to get suspended, but there's got to be a line drawn in the sand here. We can't allow this to happen. So, like, it doesn't matter. If I get suspended six games, I get suspended six games. I'm killing the dude right now. You don't have that now. I remember, Cam, I remember who's the guy on the Leafs, man. It was the dude from Toronto. I forget which team he came from. He was actually from the city of Toronto. He signed with the Leafs right before they were good, and there was a ton of pressure on him to do well. And remember, he got suspended. He came, he jumped off the bench in a preseason game. Remember, there was a big dude on the Sabres started like killing people like during a preseason game. He jumped off. He defended oh, Castle. He jumped this. off the boards. Yeah. yeah, I forget who the hell it was. One of our listeners will know. Those guys are great with his stuff. 
Yeah, but George, he jumped off the ice. He got suspended, and they were like, oh, this guy's stupid and odd already. Like, it started off on a bad note. He was trying to defend a teammate. You know what I mean? He was trying. It was stupid, I guess. But, you know, it's sort of like the, the stepping on the court rule. I think they got to ease up a little bit on guys stepping onto the ice. Like I said, you don't want it turning in a slap shot, but it's too policed right now, and it leads to this chippiness, man. It really does. Like that. That's why the league is so dirty, and it's not dirty in a good way. They just sort of know they can get away with things. I agree. I think it's been going on for years because uh, they got rid of fight. And I was always surprised. I know in, in this day and age, because of the concussion worries, they want to get rid of it. But, uh, you know, back when they were really starting this, I was always surprised because the NHL needs to do anything it can for ratings, right? Anything. And fighting would bring ratings. People will watch it. You just said it, Gabe. When there's a fight, the crowd gets amped up. Everyone's paying attention now. Even if you don't like fighting, you're paying attention to it. It's not like you're going to get a, uh, go get a beer during a fight. You're not. You're watching. So I was always surprised they, uh, they worked so hard to get rid of it, which they've really done, a, I guess, in their view, uh, my viewpoint, a very good job of it because it's just about gone. It's rare you see one now, especially a, a good fight between two good fighters. Like I said, I was never... Uh, well, that's like you said before, George, willing combatants. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think Let people sort of have a perception that, well, it's not it's not safe or sort of like, you know, you're going into a bad neighborhood or you, something. You, you, you know you what it is, hockey. too, Marenzi? You know, like you know real hockey, there's a code. Like, there's, yes, there is. there's, you know, you're only fighting dudes that want to fight. You know, it's not like you're running around punching everyone in the face. There's a code about who's going to fight. It's designated. People know. And it's, it, it worked for, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 years. My grandfather played in the NHL in, in the 40s. And, you know, they always say, oh, players don't respect each other anymore like they used to. My grandfather told me it's garbage. He goes, they were crazier in the old days. He said, man, they used to hit each other over the head with sticks. He goes, it was nuts in the corner. Like, broken noses were the norm. Like, elbow to the face, you know what I mean? Like, it was the norm, but he basically just stated that, you know, it wasn't on TV, right? Yeah. Like, he basically stated players never respected each other. He was like, and, but he talked about it, but he basically stated, he goes, but if you did something stupid, you know what I mean? you get your nose broken. Someone would punch you in the face. I mean, like, Gordy Howe is one of the best players ever. Yeah, he was also one of the toughest guys ever. Like, Gordy Howe was a tough son of a bitch. Oh, you damn like, right. He a was. lot of noses over the years. And another thing is, guys, and you guys know this, why the, with the fighting and the goons, take a look at, like, recent deaths of young players that were strictly, uh, like, fighters. Derek Bougard, you know, guys like that. So the NHL and also a lot of the fighters, when you yeah, hear their stories. Yeah, drugs and alcohol. That's, what, yeah, that's my point, Marantz. That was the, the, the second part of my point. A lot of these guys knew every day they were basically going to have to get in the ring with the toughest guy on the other team. So what did they do? They medicated with drugs and alcohol and all, all that other stuff. Hey, I, I'm with you. I, I'd like to see more fighting in the game. You just don't want it to go to, to George's point, that goon level, because a lot of these guys are, are, are either passed away or suffering still with addictions. It's a tough way to make a living. It I is. Mean, to be, to be uh, the fighter on your team. It, it's not, you hear stories about these guys. They, they didn't want to fight, but that's how they, that was their job. They were, they were talking about, yeah. like, you and I going to talk on radio, or I have to write a column for them. I got to drop the gloves and beat somebody up. You know, it's just a, it's a tough way to make a living. Sure is. Oh, there's a great movie, George. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, Goon. Uh, it's Goon. Like a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary on NHL fighters. Very, very well done. And it's like they, it's in-depth interviews with Chris Nyland, Tony Twist, Bob Probert. You know, like they're the heavyweights of the heavyweights. And, and it's exactly what Cam was talking about. It was basically like, like Probert, Probert would hate it. And, 
he basically stayed like he'd be like in a hotel room, like you said, like doing lines and drinking. And he said like he'd be scared. He was like, you know, I didn't want to fight Tony Twist, but he knew he had to. <laughs> and it was pretty crazy. And Probert to me is the best fighter of all time. Like, you know, like when I didn't you know, that's my guy. But it's funny, like even Probert, like Probert said, I didn't like it. And he said, you know, it was just it was who I was. And I just sort of had to embrace it. But it was in the movie. He goes, Tony Twist liked it. <laughs> like, it was like, like Tony Twist liked it. And it's funny, like they show all these guys, Cam, like Nylon, total alcoholic, like just destroyed him. Bob Probert, poor guy, may he rest in peace. Like you go down the list. I know. Then I got to Tony Twist, and he's like, I like I nothing better than punching someone in the face. He was like, Tony- I just loved it. Like, he was I like, love Tony Twist. I know. Hey, Gabe, you see the message we got from Cardano? It's the best. Free pizza and wings for all. Double portions for Cam and Brackets. If we can go without mentioning Canada, a Canadian province or city, or ice hockey from 440 till 7. <laughs> Well, we better get, we better we get, better the get it out in. Of the way. Yeah, we got we got five minutes. <laughs> no, the whole George. point is, guys. Like, the, I just want to say, yeah. we're not ho- heavy hockey heavy on these shows. But oh no, God no, no. Ho- hockey, hockey exists. Pick. Like people like yeah. need to realize this. And yeah. the ratings are good. Said so league is doing well. FanDuel. All right, Cardano. FanDuel just signed a deal with the New Jersey Devils. Um, this is in play. People play DFS hockey, right? I mean. It's not like we're talking about, uh, hell, I, I get it, oh, MLS soccer. But I got to tell you, not to mention, we have a lot of listeners and fans that like hockey. <laughs> it's Cardano true. just replied, by the way. He wants to talk about billiards or pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out on these wings and pizza from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so I will say by the way, this. Uh, my, Mike Hunt, by the way, says that uh, the player we were uh, trying to think of was uh, David Clarkson, and he's right. David Clarkson. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, David Clarkson? That guy basically, he, he, he robbed. He's like Robin Hood. He stole money. I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Still getting paid, though. Yeah, yeah. The Toronto, the devil, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Guys are harsh. Um, yeah, okay. So all kidding aside, we got to go through the game because it's a rarity. It's a rarity that I actually bet five hockey games in one night. I yeah, bet five games. I yeah. Book, it's a great. Yeah, it's oh, a, it's a very like, good night. You're not like, very good. You're not going to like uh, picks, Cam. Oh, why not? Because they're all chalk? Or, yeah, can yeah. I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, I, t- I took the Toronto Maple Leafs against the New Jersey Devils. Actually, I like that pick. The Devils got a lot of problems, right? Injuries right now. They sent Schneider down, but Kincaid was going to start anyway. I can agree with that. I also think you like, uh, I'm going to say, Edmonton. No, I took uh, Toronto. Tampa. I, I know Tampa. you love Tampa tonight. You're on the Lightning. You're riding the Lightning hard. No, no, I didn't Vancouver. take Tampa. Too pricey. Took Winnipeg. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres. I like the Sabres tonight. Yep. I have a lean there. No, your guessing's not working, Cam. I'll just tell you. Uh, Flyers. <laughs> yeah, just continue. Why don't you just tell no, me your I picks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't take the Flyers. Well, you said five games. I'm listening. Okay. Just tell me who you like. All right. I, t- I took the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like the Buffalo it. Sabres. I lean the Winnipeg that way. Jets. At, uh, they've been winning a lot on the road. Yep. Next. Nashville Predators. Uh, I had Ottawa last night. What a win. Yeah. Against Chicago, I can lean that way. way. Yep. Yeah, that was last night. Um, 
yep. and the uh, New York Rangers against the Dodgers who played last night in Pittsburgh. I like your plays a lot. I think you're going to go like three and two, four and one. You're going to make money tonight on the ice. And George's uh, Islanders ruined, ruined a big parlay for me last night. I didn't think they were winning in Colorado, but what do you know, George? They're one of the craziest teams in the league. <laughs> They are. They're a strange team. Uh, hey, Trump saying all, all weekend, hey, we can't wait to go on the road. We'll be much better on the road. Well, I guess he was right for one game. Uh, that being said, I don't know how long that's lasting. The Rangers, you know, they're, they're starting Georgia up in net tonight. He uh, played, what, four or five games in the minors. He didn't play all that well. Uh, but Ducks are starting uh, backup goaltender Chad Johnson as well. Battle of the backups. Battle Total of backups five and a half. tonight at Madison Square Garden. The Ducks were supposed to eat breakfast uh, in a restaurant this morning at the studio, but I don't think they showed up, or maybe a couple of them did. But uh, supposedly as a team, they were all going to have like a team uh, meal cam. Yeah, they beat at, Pittsburgh uh, last night. Would have been a happy uh, meal. 10.30, yeah. t- 10.30 a.m. And uh, we're like, well, all right, we'll try to get some of them on, you know, one of these dudes on. And Michelle Serpico's like, oh, the Ducks? She's like, hold on. She's like, isn't Adam Henrique on the Ducks? Yeah, she goes, yes. I know Adam. I'll get him on. Nice. Like, yeah, you want a hockey expert, Michelle Serpico. Um, all right. Quick break. Other side. We'll talk about uh, what a lowlife Jeffrey Loria is and a scumbag David Sampson is. And we'll get into some football as well. Major League Baseball hot stove is pretty cold, actually. Yeah. They didn't pay the electricity. Nothing happened, hot stove. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Yes. At the game, hey Gabe, you got a gut feeling? No problem. You can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience at home while betting while you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. You got it a dime, people. $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Back to you, Marenzi. Well done, uh, Cam. Um... Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretzi alongside the voice you just heard, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz uh, of uh, the Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network joining us uh, as well. What's your official title, George? Are you Daily Roto or Fantasy Sportsnet? I'd say Fantasy Sportsnet, right? Uh, Roto Experts. Uh, take your pick. Just throw one at me. I don't Roto, care. Uh, Roto Expert? I mean, yeah, all right. He's yeah, a jack of all trades, yeah. Roto Expert as well. I do so more listen, writing than anything else, so I'm probably Roto Experts. All right, so Roto Expert George Kurtz, <laughs> um, regular guest with us every Tuesday. Uh, so uh, Cardano said, all right, no more hockey from 440. Promise pizza and wings. We'll see how that goes. I don't think we'll, we'll, 
we do have a little DFS hockey a little later, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot. Uh, he also said, "Don't." Yeah, he goes, "Come on, no more provinces or Canadian cities." But I do have some news here. Um, so this just broke. Uh, I missed this. It broke about an hour and a half ago or so, I believe. It's official. The Rays tell St. Petersburg they are finished, looking elsewhere. The Tampa Bay Rays just sent a letter to the city of Tampa today, uh, telling them uh, that they are dropping their bid. Uh, and any research into a new stadium in the area. So the formalities are beginning. Um, Here's a letter from the Tampa Bay Rays. This letter, dear uh, Mayor uh, Kreisman, this letter should serve as a decision notice that the terms that is defined in the certain memorandum of understanding between the Tampa Bay Rays and Baseball Limited and the city of St. Petersburg dated January 15, 2016. Please be advised that uh, as required by Section 9B, of the agreement, the Rays hereby notify the city that the Rays will not attempt to negotiate any new agreements uh, that is defined uh, in the original agreement or prepare and or prepare a termination agreement. Holy shit, man. Hey, buddy, buddy close, man. Good. you're dreaming Montreal. Like, Viva like, the- like, <laughs> there's going to be, it's not just going to be like, oh, the Expos are back. Like, these little legal legalities have to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there it is. Boom, boom. This is to inform you the Rays will not to attempt to negotiate any new agreement as that is a term is defined in the M, uh, MOU or prepare, quote, a termination agreement as the term was defined in the original agreement. If you have any questions, please let me know. Very truly yours, John P. Higgins, head of the Tampa Bay Rays. They just basically told the city of Tampa we're out. And who complained uh, about yeah. I know, I but, dude, I mean, dude as, as a Montrealer and as an Expo fan, George, this is getting pretty freaking close, dude. Like, you know, there was right, a report. It, it uh, has to happen. There's a report. It, it looks the man. I mean, they basically close. just told them, yeah, we're leaving. We're leaving. I mean, they haven't given them, yeah. They basically says, and or. The actual quote, the Rays hereby notify the city that the Rays will not attempt to negotiate the new agreements as that is the term defined in the MOU or prepare a termination agreement as that term. So sounds like in legal terms, guys, they're telling the city of Tampa that it's coming to an end here. Yeah. See ya. The problem is, I mean, Florida is very good for spring training, but they don't really, I, I know the Marlins have, uh, have their own issues. You know, you already brought up the owner uh, with all their problems. Great point, George. They have a great thing going. They had a great thing with the spring training. You're right. It was perfect. That was their baseball. You're right. It was a great, great call. Like, they had baseball, and they liked it that way with spring training. Because a lot of flutters transplanted people from all over the place, not just New Yorkers, but all over the place. So there's not really a Florida, a rush to root for a Florida team. As far as Tampa Bay is concerned, I have a lot of relatives in Tampa. I go down about once, twice a year. And to go to that stadium, there's only one way in and one way out. It's a nightmare. It's like literally a nightmare. I mean, if you were trying to figure out, let me figure out where the worst spot is in Tampa, the Tampa Bay area where I could build a stadium, that would be it. I mean, so no one wants to go for that reason. My cousin tell me all the time. They, just, they don't want to deal with the traffic. You think traffic's bad in New York. It's the same thing going to that stadium back and forth. So I think they need to get out of there. I think it makes sense. If it's, if it's Montreal, so be it. I don't know if baseball will be thrilled about Montreal and Toronto being in the same division, the American League East. I'm sure they'd like Montreal to be back in the National League, have one Canadian team there, one Canadian team in the American League, da-da-da, no, make do. things even. I, 
I think they do, George. I think we're going to see. No, I think we're going to see a major, a major realignment as well. In um, when the collective bargaining agreement is over, they're looking to shake things up. And it's funny because guys, in today's economy, it ain't cheap to fly, man. It ain't cheap to fly, and the owners are getting sick and tired of the flights. They they want to be closer. They're going to realign and they're going to be geographically closer. Yeah, like they're they're like you know what this is dumb. The Dodgers and the Angels they should be playing each other. We're in the same division. Like it's over. They want to put Montreal, Toronto. They want to get Boston. Like you said, they would sort of hockey it up, George. They'll save money on travel. The NBA smart like that, right? Yeah, the NBA has their divisions. Their teams are like an hour away from each other and stuff. They're not flying around and like you know stupidly. Baseball is spending too much money. That's one of their things. They they say that by cutting down, they can cut costs by like thirty thirty five percent. By, by realigning and sort of re, redoing how they handle their business and travel. And, you know, the Players Association will be down with this because that's more revenue, that's more money that can go to players and player contracts, guys. Plus, the players don't like being on the planes either. They always complain about it as well. So shorter flights would be better for everyone. It does make sense in a divisional setup. You know, you want to play teams that are close to you, build up those rivalries. Why shouldn't the Angels and Dodgers be in the same division? And even the Yankees and Mets. I mean, I think that... I, I know you, know, you have these old old times, oh, you can't have that. But, you know, we, we've blown past that a long time ago with interleague play and everything else. I want to get rid of the DA, uh, get rid of the pitcher hitting yeah. as well. And it's funny you say uh, that, I'm George. Listen, I'm, I, well, I'm on the other side of that argument. I'll, we'll throw it to Cam and see what he thinks about yep. the DH rule, if it should be uniform or both. But it's funny because people are going to bring this up. And another one is they're going to do this, too. I believe it. I think Rob Manfred is a good commissioner. I, I, believe, I believe he knows they need to tweak things. They're going. They're going to go to a 154 game regular season schedule. And it's funny too. Baseball is the one league that I don't think they need to shorten the schedule. <laughs> like, but they're they're actually going to shorten this. They're going to shorten the. It's a great point, Gabe. It's a great point. It's um, one sport that yeah, you don't mind the yeah. you don't mind the length. It, like you know what I mean. It's, it's six months. Feel, it fits. Yeah. But what they're going to do is they're adding another wild card. So what they're going to do is, this is not 100%, but this is pretty much the plan, and it's not really a secret that this is the goal and the plan, is to cut the, the regular season to 154 and to have to have the wild card no longer that single game play-in. It's going to be a best two or three. So it'll be more playoff revenue. It's going to be more money for the league. They're going to, the it's players are going to like this. It's, it's like an extra week off type thing, so they'll end a week earlier. So the players are on board. And also, I was going to say, George, like about the tradition and the divisions, the divisions, like they changed in 1974 as well. Like they, it's not like it, this, these divisions have been locked in stone for years. The Colorado Rockies didn't exist before. You know what I'm saying? Like these divisions aren't set. In Milwa- stone. Milwaukee, Milwaukee was in the years. AL. Milwaukee was yeah. in the AL. Okay. You know? I grew up going to Houston Astro games in the National yeah. League. Now they're in the, uh, just for the record too, Expo fans have already checked. The Rays home opener would have been against the Houston Astros. So man, be a, be awesome. March twenty eighth, Houston Astros at Montreal Expos, maybe. I think I think you might want to calm down. I don't think it's going to happen that quick, Gabe. Calm down, that was not coming early for you. I think you might want to relax a little bit. No, that was listen, that was Manfred. Manfred told the Olympic Stadium in Montreal two months ago, and I believe the report that. If this Tampa thing falls through, and the Tampa thing has fallen through, to have Olympic Stadium ready for regular season baseball this year. Not so sure. Now, you're right. Associations are going to be on board with that, with moving all their players up there, and this short of notice. That would that that wouldn't yeah, would go well at all. 
I'll put it this way, though. It's not like any of this is a surprise to anyone. You know what I mean? Like, this has been going on behind the scenes for a while, right? It's not like, you know, the thing is, no one pays attention to the Tampa Rays, right? So no one really cares, right? So I've just been following this intently. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, it's not a national story, really, you know? It will be once they leave. I agree. I mean, it's, but they're to the point, George. I mean, they're going to play in front of an empty stadium. The stadium was already empty. Now they people know they're leaving. They're not going to go. Like, it's it's done. Like, it's it's over. I just don't think we're going to see a Baltimore Colts and Jim Ursa here and just have them uh, in the middle of the night. They're taking trucks up to Canada. I just don't see that happening. I think there'll be uh, – the Players Association will not be happy about this, not this quick. And I don't know if baseball wants to upset them with the uh, CBA coming up here. I think it's going to happen, mind you. I just don't think it's going to happen, you know, next season. I think you got to have to wait 2020, 2021. What was our over-under yeah, no, for, for, for Canada, provinces, and cities? I think we've hit in about 22, 22 since uh, the warning message, yeah, I fellas. Know, I know. <laughs> you, you, you are right. You are right, George. In right. a sense that, listen, uh, Cam's good friends with the uh, Toronto uh, Blue Jays beat guy. And uh, he's a long time. He's, he's got a Hall of Fame vote. Expos. He has actually in Cooperstown, too, Gabe. He is a baseball Hall of Fame member. I don't know. Yeah, I, I said he's done earlier. Yeah. When we introduce yeah. him. By the way, he's a uh, and, and, fr- and friend. <laughs> a colleague and friend. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's on the inside, George. And he, he, he was with us last week, all right, because this, this story's been developing. And he didn't shut down any of my excitement except of what you just said. He said that the Major League Baseball Players Association is really not happy about Olympic Stadium. That the field is terrible and, you know, it's the, the conditions and blah, blah, blah. Which, when I read between the lines, is how much money are you going to share of this money exactly. that's coming in? I think, I think that's what What's they're getting What's in it for at, us? Right? What's in it for me? That's all that means. That's but, exactly all that, that means. No matter where, they, they could go to the nicest stadium on planet Earth. It still would have been, oh, you know, we're not sure about it. There's few yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the, the accommodations, it's what's in it for me. Dude, the Expos played in Puerto Rico before, okay? <laughs> they had a deal. Yeah. So they, they played like 24 games there, Cam. So, so they went to Puerto Rico for like a month. And publicly, yeah. man, they bitched so much. Like, they were like, it's not right. It's garbage. It's unprofessional. They were like. This isn't right. We should be playing in Montreal because they actually had a good home field advantage in Montreal, even though the stadium was empty. It was bizarre. So, like, they were crying about it, except in real life, like, off the off the, uh, off the the record, guy tells me, he goes, oh, yeah, it was great. He goes, uh, we complained so much, they had to give us uh, $2,300 a day <laughs> extra. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's great. There were a lot of, That's great. There were a lot of, like, young guys on the Expos, right? So, like, they were happy. Hey, like, yeah, they were literally cash. happy. Like, I remember Brad Wilkerson came back, and he showed me an envelope. And he goes, look, he had, like, $46,000. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what we got extra for being there. And then he even told me, and he goes, and, dude, there was a hotel in the casino. Like, he was all happy. Oh, it's amazing. Then, then they got back to the airport, and they got, like, a hero's welcome. Welcome back, you know, and stretch drive out home. And they're at the, the airport. It's like they're like at 10 at night, and they're like into the news. They're like uh, into the camera. They're like, we're just so tired. It's just so great to be back. 
And I happen to be out at a strip club that night, and lo and behold, they all roll in, partying. Hey, money in the envelopes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know the problem with Major League Baseball is, though, guys, at the start of the year, remember how many games were postponed? Like, it's a scheduling thing. I get. I understand that they're reducing the game, but the Minnesota Twins, they have a home opener when the season opens up yeah. April, and it's snowing outside. <laughs> they canceled 11 out of the first 17 games, George. That's just like, get your head out, out of your ass there. you got to figure that stuff out. Start with a little bit warmer climates, and we, we, we'll all be okay. Better. They got to do a lot better. Yeah, that was really dumb. It was, it was, was dumb. It, it was, was ridiculous. You have 162 games. You, you exactly. got to figure out where you can have it open up in April. Maybe not all of April. I get it, but you know, half of April where you avoid playing in New York, Chicago, Minnesota. So, play in the dome stadiums. Play down south. How tough can this be? You know, I'm, we're not. No one's saying that means all these teams out uh, that don't play at home in April are going to get all the homes home in September. You can make that up during the year pretty damn easy over six months. It's not that tough. Yeah, and I, already I just, it's coming in. Here's my what? man, Storm and Norman Marshall in Montreal. He's <laughs> 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 been around a while. The media, you tweeted me, time to pack your bags for Montreal. Stewart wants to lay it down and win. Um, I'm telling you guys, there's there, there's uh, there's an excitement. Yep. There's, uh, there's an I, excitement I in right. the air. That's the worst city, well, maybe the second worst state in baseball after Oakland. I mean, well, that's that, the, the fact thing. that They're the Raptors for- are in play is a joke. They're going from the worst stadium in the league to the new worst stadium in the league. Stadium in the league. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, it can't, be, can't, can't be much worse. At least, I imagine they build something. I mean, you would know this. They will build something in Montreal, something new eventually, right? That's oh, for sure the they are. Yeah, yeah. That's the no, deal. No, they, they can't they play there right. forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's new stadiums. They're building something like, in no, Tampa, no, yeah. so it can't be any worse. No, no. They're going to have a nice new downtown. Trump, yeah. uh, 30, 30 Even Olympic Stadium, George. We don't have balls off damn rafters and stuff. Hey, was it a fly ball? Is he out? Hey, it hit the rafter. It's in. Like, come on, Tropicana blows. Yeah. That stadium. Sucks. The only guy. Terrible. The only guy that Terrible. ever hit the roof of the Olympic Stadium was Dave Kingman. Oh yeah, Kingman. He's big, big power. Yeah. Dave Dave Kingman hit the hit the roof once. <laughs> but look, Cam, what was your little, vote little... on uh, pitcher hitting? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, DH. You want the DH in both leagues, Cam? You know what, Marenzi? I've changed my opinion. I used to be a purist of the National League and the pitcher, but just watching some of these pitchers, uh, just an automatic out. I'm done. I'm with Kurtz now. I can't. I can't take it. I really want it. I, lo- <laughs> I used to love National League ball, bunting over and all that stuff. Now it's just it's ridiculous. You can't. It's just bad baseball. I'm with you, Kurtz. Give me another DH pitcher. Yeah. Stop it. I'm starting. I'm starting, I, I, I'm starting I don't like to soften the DH. my stance. I really don't, but. The pitcher sucks. He, I know, that's try. the thing. Like, like, there's they only a couple try. guys that can Yes, that's the thing. And there's only a couple pitchers that can hit. You know, a couple college guys up there. Like, it's just, yeah, they go up there and they don't even give an effort. So, what's the point then? Yeah. I, I, I used to I used to be totally against it. You've changed my mind, Kurtz. I, I'm in. You know what, time. You know what they're going to do, uh, though, as well? They're going to do that thing in the extra innings. They're going to put a runner on first base. Oh, God. That's oh, good. yeah. That is it. I'm with you. I, I think we have to draw the line there. Nobody starts from, from a base. No, that just can't happen. And the players, right, Marantz, the players it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, it's in the minors. Like, it's coming to the bigs. It's in the minors. Like, not, they don't put things in the minors for nothing. Like, it's yeah, but baseball it's the minor loves leagues. their records. That, that, that's going to kill all the records. I mean, a pitcher wins, pitcher losses. That uh, Obscure that. Run score. You know what it dying. is? It obscures all of it. It's like, sorry, Cardano, but it's like the hockey shootout. <laughs> <laughs> where, where Everything goes back to hockey, goal. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen him? Hey, Ferenczi, you got to read his last message. It's a classic. <laughs> you just go, go to go. I will. I'll check it. Oh, you're going to lose it. It's the best. <laughs> I think he's had enough. I know. Here we, well, we're talking baseball now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Montreal. Yeah, anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Islanders tonight, George, or Arizona? Have to win back-to-back on the road. I got to go with those Coyotes. Oh! Yeah, back-to-back. Islanders suffered a couple of injuries last night, too. Hickey and Nelson probably out. So I'm going Coyotes as well. I'm laying that, George. 25 cents. Thanks, George. Be good, guys. Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, level two. Um, All right, uh... Yeah, you never know what we're going to talk about on the show, but me and Cam don't know. But uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a, uh, a cooler radio show uh, yeah. that, uh, that talks uh, gaming and uh, food, booze, grifting. Everything. Loan sharking <laughs> and everything else in between. In between? <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and life, life, in between. life tips. Life tips will tell Including you. Including know, ho- what you- yeah, Life tips, <laughs> hockey, baseball expansion. Uh, we, we, you get it all here. Picks. We got picks. DFS. Uh, Did so I see another news? You can't I, make up. What, what are you? No, no, make? no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think I. You, you, you tell the people. I just saw your your tweet, tweet to Cardano there. Are you kidding me? So the company we're working for opened up a book. Like they're there now. Uh, like when is this happening? So yeah. So I was doing actually. It was crazy because just by chance this morning on the morning after I had this guy Dustin Gooker uh, on. All right. Yeah. And uh, he's. I've heard, a, he's I've heard of that a, guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's like, uh, yeah. he looks like Pizzola. He's like a, um, he's a legal, legal uh, sports betting expert. Okay. He works for okay. Legal Sports Report. Like, he's a legal sports uh, expert. Um, so, man, you ask this guy, man, about a state, he'll tell you what where they're eating for lunch. Okay, like, uh, what do you hear about Kentucky legalized gaming? Well, I'll tell you, Senator Jones is meeting right now at the Delta Hotel. And the, you know what I mean? Like, like, you just name a yeah. state. He'll go, oh, yeah, this is what's going on there, and this is what they're doing here and there, and, like, boom, boom. So while I'm on with him, I'm looking, and it's, it was a crazy day in sports betting today as far as the, the rules, the, the laws and states and everything are concerned. So uh, District of Columbia, you're going to like this. We'll get to the, the other story in a second. So the District of Columbia, Cam, D.C., uh, Washington, D.C., which isn't a state, it's the District of Columbia, they approve sports betting, but – the lottery is getting control, which is ridiculously stupid, and they're gonna they're copying like the uh, once again a Canadian model. Uh, it's not gonna work. The parlays, which no, is like just gonna, why would people care about that, right? It's not gonna. Some people will play it, but it's just it's so so stupid to do it that half ass. But yeah, there's all kinds of like you know breaking news, man, on a daily basis. This this league signs the NBA just signed a deal with FanDuel and. I think earlier in the morning, and Will Hill just hired a new president, and like you know, basically it's just it's by, almost by the hour, 
there's like breaking news in the sports betting industry now. Yesterday we talked about it. The the sports better was named the most influential sportsman of the year. Um, but I nearly fell off my chair this morning when I saw that uh, the score, the score incorporated the score app, yeah. mobile is app is yeah. opening up a sports book in the state of New Jersey and other states to come, other states to come. So. Um, the score app is now a, a sports book, and their stock went up 25% of course earlier in the did. day. Of course, of course it did. Were, weren't we the yeah, only guys who didn't get money yeah, when yeah, the yeah, stock yeah, yeah. split and doubled? So, <laughs> yeah. Damn, how do you think I felt like doing this oh, live on TV this morning on the morning after, and I saw that story, and I was like, Imagine, like, just what I was processing in my head. I was like, are you effing oh. kidding me? I'm like, I, oh, and I was like, man, mind. I guess I sort of got to bring this up right now. Like, it's huge news in the sports betting industry. Um, but I didn't know like, what to say. Like, I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, what do I even say here? Because another thing is, like, I don't know, in this industry, like, you know, we can only say things, positive things right now, Cam. Because who knows? You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's a weird world. So it's like our past might meet again in some weird way. I have a it's feeling they're going to be operated gonna, I, by you know Will what? Hill, and it's like, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so I'm just dating though. So when I saw the stocks went up 25, percent I'm like, son of a bitch. So right away, yeah. while I was on the air, I looked. I'm like, right, well, how much are their stocks, dude? It went up to like, uh, it went up to 22 cents or something. Like their so their stock was absolutely nothing, and. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think it's a good investment, Cam. Oh, I agree. It it's, a, it's, it it's a great. Like, I hate to I say no, no, no. I actually thought about this. It's, the irony. It's a great. It's a great I'm actually investment. going to buy this son of a bitch's stock now. Of course you are. Because it's, it's, well, it's only going to get better. I know yeah, the company. I know. And I know, the app is extremely, I, I know the app is extremely successful. And Let I know tell you, it's hard to screw betting. Their stock's only going to go up. Let me tell you something. I'm going to check right now. Cam, I think it's 44 cents. I think it went up 22%. Yeah, it's, a penny, it's a penny 25%. stock right now. Another yeah. thing is, what I could tell you is they've optioned often on, on their website. So that's what I go as my app, right? Because you're, you're in the States. You probably use, I don't know if you use, you use all, all sorts of other ones. No, I, I don't use that app. I, I, I do, because like, that's the closest one. It's, it's quicker for me here. But I'm saying they've opened up all this other stuff with people and interaction and stuff like that. And it's funny. I go on the chats. I'd never go in there. They're mostly just trolls lying about scores of games. But you would not believe the U.S. people, the people in the United States that use on the Eastern oh, yeah, Seaboard yeah, yeah. that use that app. I went to Boston, Massachusetts number two. when I was covering the Bruins. The oh, they're like, hey, the score, the score, the score. I was like, yeah, that's what I was working for. And you got to remember one thing. Like, yeah, you, you said it. Who knows what the hell's going to happen with all these investments and stuff down the line? Hell, it's, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't even, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. If I don't you, even uh, read. I don't even people. retweet their website. I don't even no, retweet I don't their website. I don't either. Like uh, I don't like. I don't like anything about them. Um, I, I have nothing against them, but at the point in time, I don't. You know, I don't promote them. But I, you know, I find it ironic. I realize now. You know, money's money, though, whether I like them or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you buy the stock and it goes up, you're just helping yourself. You can't prevent them yeah. from making money or whatever. You might as well be a part of it, right? Or else you're not as well problem. Money. Not, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I might as well. So what hap- I might as well be a lot. What happened? Right? Was there any news in New York recently, so too? Because I'm just 20- I'm just checking. I'm, yeah, sorry, it's 22 cents. Now it's 44. You're saying it's No, so it's, tw- it's 22 cents. 
It's twenty-two yeah, cents. It's a penny uh, stock right now. Yeah, I'd get, it's I'd get, uh, get twenty-two U.S. Twenty-two U.S. cents. So it's like seventeen, eighteen. I don't know what the hell it's that nothing. is. Canadian. Might as well take a flyer. That's the epitome. Uh, yeah. That's the definition of a penny stock. You can get in there for, yeah, twenty-two cents. Say it goes up to like a buck. You make a killing. Like you know what I mean? It depends on my units you buy, but I, I think it's a good investment too. You're getting in sports gambling business. Of course, it's going to go up. I sent Garner a text about this actually earlier yeah. in the day. Has, so has he got back to you? This. I oh, yeah, know. he's going to love it. Well, these are probably his ideas, right? Coming to fruition later on. Well, we when we were working there, how many years ago was that? We did a betting show. That was when people didn't even no, know about, about betting, right? People were no, playing. I remember. Pro- uh, I remember John Levy, who owns the Score app, and the Score. You know, we're not even. You know, they're not a television network anymore. So no, they're just an app. You know, me, yep. For those for people who don't know, me and Cam, the Score app used to be a television network years ago. It was a very popular network, actually. Well, it sure was. So I made it popular today. So did Cam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, no, but story asked about you today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a popular. Uh, it was a popular network. It was doing very well. It was doing it was. so well. They sold it for like 180 million dollars. Like so, it was doing so well. They sold it, and I actually had stock and everything, and I actually made money. Um, but they they became like they sold to the the people that own the Toronto Blue Jays. And they changed. Like, the score was sort of, it was very similar to Fantasy Sports Network. Sort of like younger host, you know, hipper, looser, cooler. You know what I mean? It was just sort of, you know, it was a good network at the time. But, of course, they bastardized it. It was too cool. And they wanted sort of guys in suits on and corporate stuff. So they they turned it into a corporate thing. They changed the name. They went corporate. They killed the score, uh, et cetera. And they killed the stock in the process as well. But the, the, the score, the app has just been, the app does well. And it's funny, too, because I'll be honest, they're kind of clowns, like some of these people that run this stuff. It's amazing that they're as successful as they are. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. that's besides the point. Like I said, I don't want to say too much. But, uh, but yeah, 22 cents, though. Like I said, we, we're giving stock tips now. 22 cents, I'm telling you guys, it's worth a flyer, guys. What do you, what do you got to lose? A 22 cents a share, Cam. You can't you can't get a pack of big red for twenty two cents. What do I get? What? Six pieces of double bubble for twenty two cents? No, I'd rather have stocks. So I'm with you and anything affiliated with gambling and that, yeah, I'm in Marenzi. I'm gonna go uh I, I'm gonna go. I gotta get, a, get one of these trust, uh, quest trade accounts and start uh, day trading. Like uh, my my tenant Joe, he does a lot of that. He goes, oh Cam, I got beat down by gold. Yeah, he he made some bad decisions with gold. I'll tell him uh, maybe you got to be barking up the right tree, the gambling tree. There, Joe. Was there anything that happened in New York uh, with the meeting? Because I'm saying it's I'm on a I'm on a sports betting bill tracker, and it has eight states with full scale legalized sports betting. Then it has some grays and two states the state of new york and arkansas have recent bill passed so is it look like new york is kind of edging towards yes. this morency yes that's what i'm saying because there's a big article i'm reading right now that's saying new york and uh, arkansas i don't know why them but new york let's talk about that one uh, if they get closer that's great news for everybody so they're in blue yeah they look I like think the, it's close red yeah new york new york doesn't uh, do anything quickly uh, I think that what happened in New York, Dustin brought it up earlier today. I believe New York yeah. has basically agreed to talk about it. Like before, it wasn't even. They weren't talking about it. You know I mean, now, like, they're putting it on the table. All right, well, how are we going to do this? How do we? Yeah, it's going to be complicated, man. New York's a complicated state. Like, it, um, 
You have New York City that has its own interests. Albany is like one of the more corrupt and old school, old school state assemblies, capitals in America. It's tough. Like you throw in, I mean, you've got the uh, you've got the native tribes camp as well. The casinos. It's there's. You're absolutely you correct. Fact, you yeah. throw in a fact like Seneca's reneging on like Seneca's not paying dues right now to the state of New York. Like there's like yeah, I don't want to get too what? legal on this, but yeah, what? but they're charging three hundred ninety a room. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Imagine being well, at that meeting. No, we're not gonna. Oh yeah, I bet they did. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. There's, it's no like they basically. That's why like Niagara on Niagara, like on the American side, is going down, dude. Like hard. Yeah, for sure. Like, they're on the. Ver- I think they're on the verge of bankruptcy, like type thing. Like they're no. You there's can't even, go there's there, not Gabe. Even lights on that side of Niagara Falls. No, they no, me and even turn the lights on, dude. Me and Lisa stayed. Me and Lisa stayed at a Hollywood Inn there, and when we were walking at night, because we, we, there was a shuttle to go to the casino, I go, honey, I don't care how many drink. Like, please do not go outside and like go for a walk around this area without me. Whatever, like Gabe, you said it, and that was on the good part of uh, Niagara Falls. That place, you said it. It is like if you walk out there, you're gonna get robbed. If anybody's there, it's basically like a martial <laughs> laws. It's a martial law society now. Like cops are even afraid. No, it is. It, you said it. It is dangerous. Like you, you go over the border there. It's like there used to be a chicken wing joint that I used to go to. Honey's. They had great wings. Like now you go there. Hey everybody, huh? I got some money to spend. Like you're it's just crazy, be lying though. on the, the side Canadian of the street side, broke. Yeah, the, the Canadian, Canadian side, side of Niagara Falls. It's like there's just like a big Hershey's Kiss. There's like yeah, I know. These, like there's like rides, <laughs> towers. Like fancy hotels, it looks like like Cam calls it. It's Vegas light, like basically Vegas light. The Canadian side of Niagara Falls, it's basically like part Vegas, part amusement park rolled into one. Very like there's restaurants, casinos, and then hey, there's an amusement park and something for kids. And you know, but it's like one. It's it's a great tourist spot. It really is. Like you can't say it is. It's Vegas light. You know, you got strip clubs and bars and oh, whatever great, you yeah. want. It's amazing uh, how bad yeah, the other yeah. side is. It's a ghost town. But, yeah, the American side, like, there's no lights. There's no nothing. You just sort of see the Seneca Casino off in the distance. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's it. it. It's all dark. There's nothing around there. It's, like, it's bad. It's bad. Like, um, like the Canadian side has, like, the Niagara Falls lit up and stuff. Like, uh, like I heard it's so bad. That, like, people are basically telling them, yeah, just take the Canadian tour on that side. Like, they don't even want to rip you off yeah. anymore. That's where, listen, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi wanted to move the team there, and I was all for it. Yeah. When, you know, it's not like they've had luck in Buffalo, and it is Buffalo. It's the same thing. Like, where they play now is in a Buffalo anyways. You know what I'm saying? Orchard like, Park. It's, it's, yeah, Niagara Falls is closer to downtown Buffalo than Orchard Park is. So, they, you can't say they were moving the team. They weren't moving the team. They were, they were moving neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. You can move neighborhoods. And... It would have been. It would have saved the side. It would have saved that whole side of the U.S. side. You put the you put the stadium right on the falls, Cam. Basically, right next to Seneca. So the shot you would have got the Canadian oh, side. Oh, yeah. beautiful! Shots. Great call. You would have had Great Niagara call. Falls. Like it just. You know what I mean? And right you know, the whole deal was, yeah. Like the the co-owner was the co-owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Bon Jovi and Larry Tannenbaum at the time. And, you know, they, they wanted it close to Ontario, like 35,000 people from Ontario, Toronto, go to Bills games every week. So it's basically, you know, like 35%, 40% of the crowd is actually from Toronto, essentially, the Toronto area. So they were like, it's the best of both worlds. It'll save Niagara Falls. And people from Toronto can get here easier even. And it'll help the hotels on both sides of the border. 
Yeah, it was too good to be true. And, of course, Pagula ended up getting the team. Bon Jovi didn't get it. Bon Jovi and Tannenbaum. And, of course, Donald Trump. Hard to believe. Donald Trump. Was yeah, I know. Close, close <laughs> exactly. I know. Imagine that. And you're, you're owner of the Buffalo Bills, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Imagine how the world would be different right now. Oh well, yeah. The, the Simpsons projected all this, as you said in these episodes. It's amazing. He would watch these old he episodes. He would be president. No, he wouldn't. He He'd wouldn't be, be the president. owner of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. One of. Yeah, he would like, not he be president. Even, he even you said, are yes, and "No, I wouldn't have run for president if I owned the Bills." <laughs> Crazy world. <laughs> it really is insane. And what's insane is the NFL owners didn't even want him. Right? Like he sued the NFL before. So, and the NFL owners just think he's crazy. So they were like, we don't want, like, they were like, man. Like, I remember there was a lot of resistance, except the thing is, Ralph Wilson didn't care, right? Guy was dead. Like, the family just wanted the money. So it was basically the highest bidder. And Bon Jovi, they turned on Bon Jovi in Buffalo because <laughs> they, they got wind. The bu- <laughs> It just sounds Dude, they boycotted them. They turned. Dude, they don't play yeah, his music yeah. on the radio. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It's it's crazy. <laughs> bon Jovi this, wanted to move this the Bills team to is not for sale. This team is not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, oh, I'm taking oh, your team. Like, your team. like yeah. Bon Jovi word got out. Word got out that Bon Jovi was going to buy the Bills and move them to Toronto. That was the deal. Like that was <laughs> yeah, what that boycott. was Bon Jovi's plan. And when they found out, he was like, no, 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 no. We'll do Niagara Falls. But it was too late. They're like, no, no, no. You wanted to screw us. We don't trust you, Bon Jovi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, they hate hate Bon Jovi and Buffalo. Amazing. They hate Toronto, too. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, he sure is. That day off really uh, rejuvenated him. I know he had business to take care of. He's ready to rock. Good stuff, Yang. Yeah, yeah nice to have we missed uh, Yang you. back. Yeah, we miss Yang. He's a uh, he's he's part he, he's part of the family. The prince is uh, the prince is a uh, very solid too. But Yang's our guy. He's there all the time. He's a uh, he's the family, Gabe. It's me, you, and Yang. Um, you know who died today is uh, Laverne. Yeah, yeah. Laverne, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. I know. Yeah, and Keith Richards' birthday. He turned seventy-five. It's unbelievable. She this guy's like ah. when he died. Yeah, exactly. And it was actually funny. They had a. I was listening to who the do you think took better rock care of themselves too? You know, Penny Marshall. Like irony, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Keith Richards is just one of those guys. Like, it comes down to this: some people just have good genes. You know what it means? Like, you know, like for athletics and stuff like that. Some people can just do booze and drugs and shake it off better than anybody. And Keith Richards, one of those guys, actually funny. I heard an interview with him on the classic rock station. Say, yeah, you know, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. You know, I'm thinking about quitting drinking. It's like, well, you've done everything this side of like, you know, why would you stop now? You're 75. It's obviously not hurt you in any way. Like the amount of things he's done. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to stop drinking. Okay. (laughs) No, I think if he stopped now, that would probably kill him. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like smokers who quit smoking after 50 years, and then they quit smoking and they pass away. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't, anyway, that guy, I, I don't know what, what he did. He made a deal with the devil or something because the things he's done, and, well, he's still ticking, and Penny Marshall passes away. I know. She was good. I, li- I liked Laverne and Shirley. It was a good show. Yeah, my favorite show was Sarah, but she it was good. Did, she did more, too, than Laverne and Shirley. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, the movie A League of Their Own. True. A League of Their Own. Uh, what else uh, was she? Uh... Rob Reiner. She was married to Meathead. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. no, I love I love Meathead. Yeah, she was married. To, she was married to Meathead. Meathead. <laughs> Check this out. I'm retweeting Super Seventy Sports. A great Twitter account. Uh, yeah, I know. I love uh, that. Guy. Super Sky Point to Penny Marshall raising a glass of milk and Pepsi for you. She used to mix Pepsi and uh, and milk. That was her drink on the show. Yeah, Pepsi and milk's all right, but it, it's kind of like a float. It's like uh, you say Vegas uh, light to Niagara Falls. If you add Pepsi and ice cream, it's a, what, a Pepsi float, right? We used to get them at uh, A&W. Remember the A&W bear? They do it with root beer, but you do it with Pepsi, too. I prefer it with cola. I do it every once in a while. A scoop of ice cream and some uh, Pepsi, you got a float. Milkshake. The best is what she got there. Her thing. Scooter pies, too. I guess they're kind of like uh, the 70s version of uh, wagon wheels. You know, those uh, chocolatey snacks. I know you were more of a, what, what, what was the, what did you used to like? You told me those cakes that you used to devour. Uh, what, what was your uh, snack? Yeah, you like the half moons, the Vashon half moons. Car- were you a caramel guy? Yeah, May West. May West. That's what it was. You were a May West man. Yeah, they're pretty sweet, though. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're packed uh, with sugar. Penny yeah, Marshall. Penny Marshall has, like, one of the best, the biggest uh, sports memorabilia collections in the world. Like, it's, really? It's over, it's over the top. Um, the stuff that she has. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. I'm gonna check it out. Sports memorabilia. I'm trying to find a list. No, like she. She had like I saw. I saw her on. A, I saw a feature on her, and they showed. Oh, I'm like, just looking at the bobbleheads alone and stuff. Holy jeez, she loves baseball. That's her thing. Baseball. Penny Marshall. See my see my collection. Her, her her collection rivals that of Cooperstown. They're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll turn off this sound there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a in those videos. Actually, if you can, Yang, uh, get us the uh, get us the soundtrack to Laverne and Shirley. I yeah. Let me work on it. All right, just just play it off of YouTube. Just go uh, Laverne and Shirley because Yang's Shirley. like I don't know Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Back to live action. The Bronx-born actress. I saw, I saw, I Bronx, just Bronx. watched that show. What? what? Vernon Shirley? Yeah, man. I'm 42 years old, buddy. You know? You're only a year younger. Not, yeah, like, like that's the thing, Marantz. Like, we're all ha- hovering around in a... You're, you're, you're there. You know, Yang's only, like, one year less than us. Or me and, like, four of with you. So, you know, we're doing okay. Waiting for this uh, thing. One, two, three, four, five, six. There it is. Yeah. 
In the Schlitz factory. Yeah. Amazing, eh? Bottlers of beer. Pretty cool. Cool chick to look the date. Ready to come home with a six pack? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, some greasy dudes and, and some beers. Yeah, they were they were cool. You know how they uh, they made their debut? With the Fonz on Happy Fonz. Correct. Yeah, they used to do the crossover shows. The Foz, the Foz dated them both, right, at the same time. <laughs> I think like he was fine, like back in the day, like now you wouldn't get away with that on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. so the Foz rolled in with Laverne and Shirley, and it was a popular bit. It was really her, actually. It was Laverne, and they were like, "We got to give this girl. We got to give her a show. Like, we got to like uh, her character is so popular on Happy Days." And then she went on to become like a massive director and stuff, man. Like. Very, very successful. Very, very successful. Uh, yeah, her whole family's successful, though. There's only, like, a few families that dominate Hollywood. But, like we were talking about, like, unlike uh, unlike some of the scumbags we were talking about, you know, no controversy. She just made good entertainment uh, for people over the years. Yeah. Wholesome. Like, uh, big sports fan, so. Wholesome entertainment. I was wondering if they still make Schlitz beer, but uh, I don't think they did. Since the company was founded in 1849 by Joseph Schlitz. Schlitz was brought out by I wouldn't remember that it was Schlitz. I remember it was Schlitz because I thought it was Miller because it was Milwaukee, but it was actually Schlitz. And that kind of like helped the show because more Schlitz was more like a lower-end brew. You know what I mean? Because they weren't rich. They were like kind of like girls trying to make it. You know, they're working in the Schlitz factory. They didn't give them like the, the king of beers or anything like that. They, kinda, they had Schlitz. And Schlitz was brought out, uh, bought out by Strohs in 1982 and then sold to Pabst. So now Pabst... Is basically they don't make Schlitz anymore. Like I, I remember when I like in the states, Schlitz used to be popular, but not anymore. It's uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR. There's a beer lesson for you. Well, Penny Marshall, she had. Uh, it's crazy, man. I'm seeing a picture of her in the Odd Couple. Pretty nuts, man. Like that's old school. Um, Penny Marshall has the last baseball glove that Lou Gehrig ever wore. <laughs> like that's hardcore. That is. She denies that she paid $387,000 for it, though. Um, wow. That's crazy, man. So what's her, what's her memorabilia collection worth? If, the, if you're saying she paid that much, and she denies she paid that much for the I'm glove. Looking. That, that. I'm looking right now. I'm looking right now, but, like, she's... What else does she have? Uh... Like I'm looking at her, I'm trying to find the worth here of the collection. It's pretty crazy. Here's the babe, the Babe Ruth glove she has. Like she's donated a lot. She has like a lot of stuff that's in the Hall of Fame. And she's got Shoeless Joe Jackson stuff, Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, uh, Babe Ruth. Like you name it, man. Like she's got it. It's a pretty detailed uh, article, though. I'm trying to find something just more easier. Yeah, I'm looking too. Collectors Weekly Heritage Highlights, Lou Gehrig Baseball Glove. Yeah. Well, this is interesting, Cam. How about this? So this is even about Penny Marshall, but seven memorabilia items worth over $1 million. So what do you think, like, seven things in sports history, what do you think would be worth over a $1 million? 
Oh, the Honus Wagner baseball card is. Uh, Let's see, Honus, Honus Wagner. Yeah, good call. Very good call. Guaranteed, I know that is. Other than that, $2.8 million. I used to collect. Well, I used to. I used to collect cards, Gabe, and I. Uh, I really screwed up. Kind of like you tell stories, like me and me and Marenzi people were the guys. Like you know what I mean? It's like I could have made like a killing when cards were hot, and I could have got rid of them and probably you know bought property instead. I kept them. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get rich. Yeah, the car, same cards that were worth like two hundred bucks are worth like five bucks now. Like they're no, you know, adults killed so the memorabilia market. Yep, yep, yep. Let's I'll go it. through the list here. The most expensive and number one, the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia in the world, or I should say in, in the Western world, um, Babe, Babe Ruth game-worn jersey, $4,415,568 it was sold for. Wow. $4 million. It's the oldest known Babe Ruth Yankee jersey in existence. Uh, number two, $4,338,500. I like how they tagged the 500 on. Ah, I'll give you a fourth, 4338 and $500. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Even me, Cam, would be like, yeah, yeah, keep keep the 500 Cam. Like keep, your change. Keep the change. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah, just give me the four. Give me the four mil, 338. I'll be good. Uh, James Naismith's founding Naismith. rules of basketball. Yeah, yeah, for what the, yeah, yeah. So what? What it's? Oh my God! So thirteen rules of blueprint. basketball. Eight, 1891, 4.3 million. Wow, that's crazy, man. I hear it's basketball, and it's like a piece of paper. Like it looks like the Constitution. Yeah. The ball may be batted in in any direction. Like it's sort of like it's the rules of basketball creation. It's like the, it's like basketball's Constitution. Uh, number three, Mark McGuire's seventieth home run ball. What's yep. interesting about this one is the guy paid all that money for that home run ball, yet the value isn't because of the steroids and everything. It ain't worth anything now. You you know what I mean? Like, these other things you could sell. Like, if you said, oh, I got Babe Ruth's jersey for sale, dude, yeah, it'd be sold in a heartbeat. You get you so get this five guy, million for it. Like, so this guy paid. So the, the so number one, you were saying, so Babe Ruth, the 1920 jersey, it it uh, it went for four point one five four point four one five million. James Naismith's eighteen ninety one rules of basketball. Somebody paid four point three million. The Honus Wagner nineteen oh nine baseball card three point one two million. Somebody paid three million dollars for the Mark McGuire seventieth home run ball. They paid three mil. Yeah. And yeah, what's Todd McFarlane? And what, Todd McFarlane's like a comic book uh, guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, comic yeah, book guy. yeah. And, and that ball's not worth jack, right? No, it's not worth McFarland would sell it anyways. He's like a yeah. collector, but yeah, exactly. Like it went down in value. Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't worth anything after. It wasn't like it was worth more because of the scandal. Like it was tainted. It was tainted. Like the record doesn't doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it's not. It it doesn't mean anything now. So the honest Wagger baseball card was two point eight million. Um, the soccer rule book, the original soccer rule book. $1.4 million. Handwritten in 1857. This piece is believed to be the oldest rule book in history. And it belonged to the first ever professional soccer club, which I did not know this. So people tuning in are learning something new. Yes, Sheffield. Sir. 
That's well, my you uh, neighbor's team. Do you actually know? No, that? actually, it's my, no. I knew that because it was my neighbor. You know uh, that my you knew that Sheffield is the oldest team in the history of the world. My my neighbor was the biggest Sheffield Wednesday fan. He explained like Sheffield. Yeah, like they're they're from that area of England. So yeah, they only was they wouldn't shut up about it. My other neighbor's a Chelsea fan. So I all they do is talk my ear off when I when we go over for for drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, that's I I know about Sheffield. I don't know everything else. This though. next this next one surprises me, and we can't avoid Canada. Uh, but I don't yeah. make the news. Sorry, Cardano. Number, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Number six, the sixth most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever sold, Paul Henderson, 1972 Summit Series game-worn jersey. $1.2 million, uh, $1, million and seven oh seven. dollars That's expensive. Uh, in case people are wondering, in 1972, the Canadian hockey team took on the Soviet Union in an eight-game series known as the Summit Series. During this powerhouse matchup, Paul Henderson scored three winning goals for Team Canada and therefore cemented his legendary uh, status. Uh, this um, this um, this little capsule cam, I figured, would mention. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he scored the game-winning goal in, <laughs> in, in Russia. <laughs> With about thirty <laughs> seconds left, that's 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 free, free, you know? it's sort of. And by the way, like you know, in which it's one of the biggest goals in in hockey history, but it's sort of unique because it's you know it's relegated to Canada and Russia, but it's that big. Like the Summit Series was really something that's unexplainable. And if you're if you're a hockey fan, or even if just you're a fan of sort of um, you know politics history. or like pre. Yeah, yeah. History, yeah, like with so the, in the communist days, like Russia, Russian players weren't allowed to leave Russia, so they weren't allowed to play in the National Hockey League. So the NHL was good, but there were other good players in the world. And the Russians were just like, just as good. If yeah, they were just as good, if not better. Like they were yeah, amazing. So exactly. <laughs> so it was like Russia would dominate the Olympics and stuff, and. And Canada, Canadians wouldn't really be in the Olympics. They'd be in the NHL already. So they were like, all right, let's play each other in 1972. And it was over the freaking top, guys. Like, oh, yeah. If you don't World know the history War. of it. Yeah, yeah. Phil Esposito, yeah, almost it was got, like, these guys almost went to jail for the things they did. It got crazy. Like, it was a straight out, like, <laughs> like if you did that today, Marenzi, guys would be in the, in, the, in the clink for the things that they said and did and well, the way Bob, they yeah, used Bobby their Clark. Yeah, Well, Bobby <laughs> Clark broke someone's leg. Yeah. Right. That that's pretty much what won in the series. To be honest, like <laughs> yeah, I know. Canada went goon. Like Canada yeah, went. We, goon. Yeah, yeah, Canada went. Yeah, they turned goons. It's very true. We can't defend uh, the Harry Sinden. They won. Harry Sinden, the GM of the Bruins for years, was the coach of Team Canada, and I think the guy was Karlamov. I could be wrong. It was Karlamov, yeah. and basically he said to Bobby Clark, he said, "You got to cover this guy and take care of him." Except he didn't mean, like, take care of him, kill him. Like, he really didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Blanket him. Yeah, he just he, break his leg. Yeah, he just meant, <laughs> just meant, Bobby, you're on Karlamov. He didn't mean, like, Bobby, go break Karlamov's leg. Yeah, but yeah. Bro- that's he, what, like, he, 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 his slash basically broke, like, he slashed shattered so his ankle. Hard, fractured yeah, the, yeah, his ankle. Exactly. Yeah, his ankle went to a million pieces. Like, 
<laughs> I'm seeing it right here. <laughs> Clark Slash. You, you got to admit, what a bunch of dirty Canadians. <laughs> was it Karlamov? <laughs> it was It was Karlamov. You are correct, uh, Gabe. Great Pretty call good. by Not you. Bad, huh? me, me and you, Sheffield and Karlamov. We're, hey, hey, Shaw. Hey, Shaw. Uh, stump the yeah. Schwab. We're here. We're here for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 1972 series. Who did Bobby yeah. Clark slash Karlamov? Yeah. Karlamov. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like that's like that's like uh, they teach you that oh. stuff in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And that guy, yeah, like he, I like, will continue. Nice ankle. <laughs> Babe Ruth's bat, one point two million. Seems like baseball. You notice every piece, uh, except with the soccer, like the rules. The most expensive memorabilia is all baseball and hockey. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back to live action. Yang runs a tight ship. Very tight. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage at radio. We'll get to some DFS a little bit later on. Kind of a lighter we, night in the NBA we, uh, tonight. Yeah, light, light, light night in the NBA. Heavy night in hockey. And we got a bowl game tonight, Gabe. <laughs> Blazers versus <laughs> Huskies. Blazers and Huskies. Should be fun. I'm blazing. Uh, you, 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 you like you like to blaze. Let's blaze together tonight. UAB, baby. Let's do it. Now we talked about. Uh, yeah, we'll get there in the bowl game. <laughs> we talked about uh, the um, the score app um, as beginning to, to to do sports betting. Now I'm looking here. NBA and FanDuel expand, expands their partnership. Which uh, could be interesting, actually. Like, FanDuel, obviously, is a pretty uh, forward-thinking company. Uh, right now in the in the sports betting market. So, um, you know, FanDuel. Look, I'm already doing FanDuel videos. for. I'm already yep. doing videos, FanDuel NFL videos, right? So, you know, the partnership uh, with the NBA can't hurt. So the National Basketball Association FanDuel today announced an expanded multi-year partnership and making FanDuel an authorized gaming operator of the NBA in addition to the official daily fantasy partner of the NBA and the WNBA. As part of, and uh, for the record, FanDuel Sportsbook has bets on uh, G League games now too. As part of the expanded partnership, FanDuel will gain access to official NBA betting data along with the league's marks and logos across FanDuel sports betting offerings. Uh, FanDuel remain NBA's official daily fantasy par- partner. Um... Man, what a, what a crazy time right now with these leagues. These leagues and these deals, sports books and fantasy and 
I should have been like this the NFL. a long time ago, man. We were like, yeah, uh, you, you, yeah like look at me and you. We were like over a decade ago. We were we were betting. We we thought these things were going to happen. It's just as you say, they, they take time. I just wish we had enough money and investment knowledge, Brenty, to get on the ground floor and actually make some money, like all these uh, CEOs do. But that's just uh, well, I told just you, be the way it is. In, in. I just gave you a stock to, to invest in. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy 22 cents. How, uh, yeah. I'm there. I'm there for sure. That's a good I deal. also advise Very people to buy in. The, I also uh, I also advise people to buy in. Uh, remember the Grand Canyon? Grand Canyon. Stock, yeah. yeah. What did it start at? And where I don't is give it a lot of stock tips, but I don't give a lot of stock tips. But when I do, they hit. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm going to jump on that score one. I can't believe the irony of life that I'm actually going to buy this guy's company stock right now. It's actually ironic because now but it's going to help you out. He might as well get richer, and you could pad your pockets too. Yeah, I know. It is, it well, is ironic. It's funny because get laid I off. actually think, yeah. of, I think of him and John Levy. And I remember, so John Levy, we owned a TV network. He owned a TV network, and he used to have ads on for the competitor. <laughs> yes yes i always thought it was strange like so basically like we would be on and then like another network ad would be on our show and it used to bother personally bother me and i used to ask him i said why do you like sell ad space to like competitors and other networks and stuff and he said because they're gonna buy them from someone else anyways i might as well make money off of it True. And I thought, wow, like this is why this guy's kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> very true. Very true. So, so for me, it would kind of be dumb of me. Like if, you know, I get a little last laugh out of it. Hey, you're making money, Levy, but so am I because you're making money. You know what I mean? So, right as coattails. Like Money. It's almost like being it's almost like being a grown up, like realizing it's like it's like the time when Krusty the Clown when the, when the sideshow uh, Bob ran for mayor. And Krusty uh, the Clown's in the voting booth. He's like, well, he did frame me for murder once, but, man, am I itching for that tax break. Can you vote for him? <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. well, Bob. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he got framed right. for, he's like, yeah, he framed me for murder, but. but, but like, I like, I like his stance on taxes. Like, man. Yeah, he goes, man, I'm itching for that upper tax cut. And he's like, he votes for him. He pulls the lever. Like, he, he tried to murder me. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes to show the reality. All right, let's bring yeah. in our boy Riggs uh, right now. What's going Riggs. on, Riggs? Hey, boss, how are you? Riggs. Good, Riggs, ready, uh, hey. ready to lay it down hey, and win tonight. Are you Are you off to, off to the book? Yeah, yeah, I'm driving right now, headed there right now. See what you guys are up to. Say hi to Cam. Tap it in Riggs. I lots played. of hockey on the car tonight. Lots of lots of puck. I'm I played. I bet a lot today too. Yeah, I bet yeah, five you, hockey oh, games did? today. Yeah, say, there's not much on the board for me. <laughs> no, I bet five games to hockey. There's a lot on. I the was board. like, you know what? I was like, ah, I like that favorite. I like this favorite. I was like, all right, let's bring a little favorites, but. Um, so the big game tonight in, in out here, so you got Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets have won five games in a row. They're averaging over 122 points a game during their five-game win streak. Their longest win streak since 2015. And uh, they're taking on a Laker team right now that I believe is, what, one and three on their four-game road trip on the East Coast. LeBron James' exact words were, we need some rest. Uh, they're starting to get a little worn out, the Lakers, right now. Uh, come Coming east here. And the Lakers are like two and a half point favorites. I played the over, guys. I play. I, I went bigger on the over. I know it's high at two twenty eight. 
Uh, but I expect there to be points in this game uh, tonight. And I played the Brooklyn Nets on the money line, plus 114. They're hot, man. Like They're that. hot. So what's happening? I, I know you got. So you guys. So so here's the deal. So you're not. You went to the Wizards game. You went to that party that night. So you're not going to the game tonight. You Corey and uh, no. Riggs. No. Game. So yeah, no. but you're going. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got tickets. Yeah, you got, tickets are yeah. a little pricey. We, yeah, I get it. Yeah, we got other tickets lined up. There was no way I was making tonight. A lot yeah, of shit Tuesday going on. Too. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I got to work. What do you do on Tuesday? Too. That's another yeah, yeah, thing. Like, Once you start pissing up during the week, it just beats you down for the rest of the week. You know, like yeah, come on. there seems to be no. I, trust me, I'm a veteran. I know, I know, Riggs. Like I, but I remember, used to be Riggs, an animal. Safe, uh, I'm, I'm slowing down. Slot, slot Friday night, January the fourth into the calendar, because uh, that's that's the okay. uh, 17th anniversary party. My 17th Sports Rage's 17th anniversary, the annual bash this year. It's uh, at the Pig and Parrot in Hoboken, uh, New Jersey. Oh, and, good. Uh, at, yeah, yeah, it's going to be off the hook. Friday night, and NFL playoffs are that weekend, so it'll, it'll get the weekend started. Um, yeah, Friday night. You know, we'll get to get the bets in. It's going to be off the hook. January? January, yeah, January 4th. January the 4th. Yep. So right after oh, New okay. Year's, that first Friday coming up. Okay, okay. Because basically the, the anniversary is January the 6th, right? And okay. I know it's cold. It's not ideal and stuff, but basically – I do. I've done a show every year, a live event somewhere. Uh, well, there's been a few times. I might have been in a place at times, but generally, the last few years, I've done. I've done these anniversary shows going back. I don't know, like three, four, five years now. It seems. Uh, so this year, yeah, we'll get out. We'll have a couple of drinks and uh, look back on the on the 17 years of craziness. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been going strong. That's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. I like the Blazers. I like the Blazers tonight. I'm with I'm with Cam on that UAB. Yes, sir. I'm on UAB I, I as think well. A lot of, I think a lot of people are going to be scared because of what they did to Ohio. But um, I, that's a low over under, too, 41, 41 and a half. Well, that's it. Last year, yeah. I, I got the over at 42 and a half, I bet it today. I got over. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I got to be honest with you. No, I got one thing to say before you talk to Riggs. Screw this. Like, you talk about these totals in the game. Like, Carolina was plus the point. Marantz, these overs. You know what? It's a, I'm going to take a, a piece of what you're talking about. At the, as the season's progressing, the defenses are getting better. It's not as easy just to put up points anymore, man. So this is the thing. You almost have to look at it in quadrants and sections. I'm not just going to blindly bet overs when yeah, two teams are supposed game, to go though. over there. I know. I, it's a bowl game, but Northern Illinois can play defense. Yeah, no, I'm talking. Yeah, I, I know. Right. I, I know. That's all I'm trying to state is, you know, these blind the only overs thing are is out there. In college, they play. They have to. They have somebody has to win, so they play overtime. They go back and forth on the twenty-five yard line. That's true. That's true. That's true. So that's we aren't going to need overtime with first downs. When you have so a clock right stop for first downs, first downs. Yeah, don't worry. We're on UAB. No, no overtime tonight. Just win the damn game. Just win the damn. Yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp's getting so fired up about the total there, Rich. Take them pretty. Yeah, I am. I am getting yeah. fired up. Those those totals, like these teasers. Uh, yeah, it's just one of these things. They look great, man. And then you're sitting there, and you got the right side of the game. No, Marenzi, new plan moving forward. Very limited teasering. Very limited. It's going to be reduced on the menu from a regular item to maybe like a barely used side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's yeah, not mashed yeah, potatoes yeah. and gravy. It's a loser side. <laughs> so loser what are you betting, Riggs? Nope. Yeah, what do you like, Riggs? What's your big bets tonight? I, I'm, I'm with the Blazers tonight. That's probably going to be my bet. and Sit there and watch it for a bit and maybe roll home. That's about it. All right, okay. Riggs. May the winners be yours. Party last night. May the winners be yeah, yours, okay. Rich. 
Yeah, know. we're gonna go over. We'll go over our picks. I got a lot of bets for tonight. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Have a good night, guys. Nice talking to you. Take care, Riggs. All right, Riggs. All right. I think Hainsworth was Hainsworth there, Gabe, or are we going to get to him? Or yeah. I don't know what's going on. Is he? Oh, thanks there, Yang. Thanks, buddy. Hainsworth. Hey, fellas. Cam. Gabe, what's going on? What's happening, what's Hainsworth? What do you like? What do you like tonight? There's a big hockey board, Hainsworth. You know how you like to throw it down with the pucks. I got five picks myself. I got a few items in the agenda. First off, uh, briefly on the score, I bet you Eric Cohen got rid of it, liquidated all his score stock at the lowest possible price. Guarantee on that. Oh, yeah. He did. Yeah, he did before. Yeah, but he I did. Did. No, 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 me and Gabe and you aren't the only losers there. I remember that when I was going to my house and I needed a mortgage. I took out all my score stock to, like, put it down when I needed it, when I was deal- dealing with the bank. I took out all the money that I had from those guys in the years it worked. And you know what happened after that? Their stock doubled, split, and everybody else, Don Moen and all the sales guys, I think they walked away with, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars each, patting each other on the back. Yeah, trust me, I'm a loser. Like, I, I, I just missed out on that score. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, but the thing not- is... The thing is, nobody would have expected. I mean, the, the stock really wasn't yeah. worth anything. Look, I, I sold at a different time, but I sold so long before the, even the rumors of the sale, right? Yeah. I did pretty well, actually. Like, I think I, when I was there, I think it was in the 75 to 80 cent range, actually. So it, did, it was before uh, it plummeted. So I actually did all right. But I believe Cohen really – I think Cohen might have sold in, the, in, like, the 20 cent range type deal. And I think it flipped to like a buck eighty five or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost went like to two really, I think it closed yeah, to like yeah, two twenty two. Or like it was insane. I couldn't get mad. It was for me. It was two years later. I was like, ah, what am I gonna do? Like I can't get mad about that. Uh, but yeah, I think that Glenn okay. Schiller guy sold like literally the day before or something too. Like, oh, I, I don't oh know. yeah, oh yeah. There's a couple yeah, of sure. nightmare stories that people cashed out at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, you think? Like, honestly, yeah. there's a lot of that stuff going well, that's on, That's why too. Moen hung on. Yeah, he knew, no, we're selling to Rogers. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you that witch Sally knew. I guarantee you she knew what was up. <laughs> and I'll okay, tell you guys. another thing. Don't feel bad for Sheeler. Hanser, one quick thing. I've been to his yeah, house. Yeah. The guy's got a beautiful beautiful, a beautiful estate worth about $900,000 in a hot tub. So he's doing okay. Hanser, you're up. Okay, so next thing was you're talking about the uh, the Bobby Clark madness with the Summit Series and stuff. That's a bit before my time, but you know what resonates for me is that brawl, World Juniors, Canada, Russia, '87. They turned out the lights in the arena. It was like literally like a bare knuckle brawl. Shanahan was in that. Flurry was like running amok, causing a stir. Fedorov, Mogilny. Yeah, well, I don't understand. Like, I remember that. I remember that. I remember when they turned the lights off, but I don't really understand how you think turning a light off is going to help people stopping fighting. They're just going to do oh, crazier sure. things. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's more like was, wrestling. Like they turned the lights off, then it didn't stop the fight, so they were like, all right, turn the lights back on, turn them back on. Right? It was like, Actually, lights off makes it even more, yeah, it'd be better, more, more dangerous. Exactly. More dangerous. Like, you can get away with more. <laughs> Absolutely. And even though lights off, you can still see, right? Like, you know, well, they can still yeah, see yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah, It's hazy, but yeah. Yeah, that... that that was pretty good. That, that, that was pretty good. good but listen, there were some good ones. The Philadelphia Flyers, Hanger, there used to be like a – so after the Summit Series, I remember so they used to have, instead of the All-Star game, they would have like – so Russian teams would play against NHL teams, Hanger. Do you remember that stuff? That was a bit before my time too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was basically, yeah, like late 70s into the early 80s. So okay. the, the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't play. So the Montreal Canadiens were the best team. 
and they used to play the best Russian team, the Central Red Army with Trechak yep. and everything. The Canadians yep. played. The Canadians played. I believe it was 1979. What they say is the greatest hockey game ever played. A 2-2 tie between the Montreal Canadiens and Central Red Army on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and they tried. Like, yeah, and that was that's where Bob Gainey's legend, the coach uh, ticking off after, called Bob Gainey. He said, that's the best hockey player I've ever seen. So that's the best two-way player in the world. And that's how Bob Gainey's legend grew after that. Um, and Trechak's legend grew. But the funny thing is, the Leafs never played against the Russians because Ballard wouldn't Errol let the Ballard. communist in his building, he said. Russians not welcome. <laughs> no, he really did. He said, over my know, dead body, true. are we having any yeah. communists in my building? So they refused to do it, except, you know, Leaf fans were upset. It deprived them of an interesting matchup. But one of the craziest things ever, the Russians, man, they weren't happy with Bobby Clark. So they played the Philadelphia Flyers. And, it, dude, it was the biggest shit show ever, Hanger. Uh, look it up. We'll, tell you, we'll look up the history of it. Just do Flyers, Russia. Russia quit. Okay. They left okay. the ice. They left the ice. Like, the Flyers were so dirty and attacked them so much, the, the Russians quit. <laughs> like, they're like, we're leaving. They're like, this isn't hockey. Like, we're not. We don't need this. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're not doing this. They're, yeah, they're leaving. Yeah, it was the, the big the Flyers shining moment. The Flyers loved it. Uh, we chased the commies off the ice, yeah. right? <laughs> Flyers have been in a lot of those things. Remember, remember one of the fans, like, didn't need somebody to get clipped with, like, car keys? And uh, that was Bruins. Wasn't it Bruins Flyers, too, where Buddy went up into the stands and started pumping well, wasn't fans it? and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. No, I don't know. The Bruins, when Terry O'Reilly went up uh, and started, when Milbury started hitting people, I think it was the Islander fans, pretty sure. Uh, when Milbury Flyers. hit the fan with a shoe, that was great. Um, <laughs> but remember, yeah, that was that was awesome. That's probably one of the best hockey moments ever, like sport moments. Like people, like Ron Artest goes in the stands and pushes someone, and it's the end of the world. Yeah. Mike Milbury climbed the glass, started yeah. hitting someone in the face with his shoe. With a shoe. He took his shoe off and started smacking people in the head with his shoe. <laughs> Like, uh, it's it was insane, so but what, it was Philadelphia. Wasn't it a Flyer fan that mouthed off to Dolby yeah. and then fell face first in the, in the penalty box? Yes, yes. 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 I, I watched that game live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy's like, and then the yeah. glass came in, and then Dolby pummeled him in the box. Dolby yeah, killed yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that stuff anymore. Great, 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 great memories, Gabe. <laughs> no, if that happened nowadays, Dolby would be sued. Yeah, of course he would. Oh, it's yeah, just like memories. Cool. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, guys, a few picks. Uh, first of all, one future I'm going to throw out there. I'm laying five bucks on it today. 80 to 1, the Colts to win the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen, but that number is sexy as hell. I love it. Andrew Luck's been playing well, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. It could be a nice road. Could be a nice uh, spot there. I like that. 80 to 1. 80 to 1. Yeah, 80 like to 1. That. Okay. Uh, Ducks tonight plus 120. Maple Leafs minus one and a half plus 160. We'll go to Flames. We'll go of uh, Parapetters, Buckline, and the IOs. Good luck, brother. You too, Hazer. Hazer. Good, good call, Hazer. Quick break. We'll talk DFS. Best bets on the other side. 10 seconds. <laughs> 